Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Jared. We're the Sci-Fi Scholars. This is our Mortal Engines review. So Mortal Engines is, well, I guess, Peter Jackson kind of new set of films because it's not he's not like head director. No, but he's producing it. He yeah. actually owns the, I think he owns the rights. Well, he it. said ages ago that he wanted to do it. So I think he, well, he bought the rights back in 2006 or 2009. Yeah, so this could be the next kind of like Lord of the Rings because it's based on books. There yeah. is four of them. Which kind of like Lord of the Rings because it has the Hobbit and the three. Yeah. Although there's the six. Anyway, it's about a post-apocalyptic future, which is at least one thousand and one hundred and fifty years in the future, based on a date sp- stated halfway through the movie. Yeah, it wasn't like explicitly clear, but well, there was a date clear enough. They when they say twenty one, no, thirty one something. Yeah, I got I got the idea that it was a long time in the future. Yeah, because they they talk oh no they talk about a food that's from twenty one something that's over a thousand years old. That's what it was. Yes. Anyway, so it's so far in the future that we've advanced to future tech and then used it to kill ourselves in a sixty minute war. Yeah, which I really like the like I really like that idea. Yeah, well, there's a whole bunch of other historically stupidly short wars. There's a thirty four war between. Come over to countries, but there's a whole bunch of silly wars in the past yeah. of stupid lengths. But yeah, the 60 minute war, and then they have they're using archaeology of like current date stuff and calling it old world tech, which is hilarious. Yeah, and yeah, so basically, the idea is the world has gone through post apocalyptic stuff. There's some cities that are on wheels, and then they chase down other smaller cities that are also on wheels to steal their resources. And the main movie is about London who's chasing around and taking out other cities and eventually wants to gear up to take out some of the stable, like, non-moving cities that yeah. are behind a giant wall that has got defences. Yeah, I, I really liked the, uh, the, <clears> opening, <throat> the opening sequence. I thought that was very well done. It gave you a good feel for what the, like, the, the world is while keeping it, well, I was going to say small, but it's not small, but... Yeah, it just had a real cool spectacle about it without it feeling like they were doing it just for the spectacle, like there seemed a purpose to it yeah. just for the story as well. And it introduces a, introduces you to the main character without introducing him to her. Yes. Which uh, I really liked, like just the way that they introduced her rather than giving this whole, you know, and she's introduction that's an obvious introduction. You just... You get her motivation. Yeah. If I could speak, it would be very helpful. Motivation on a motorised city. Yes. Um, Without her even saying anything. Yeah. Although I think part of that is because it's come from a reasonably successful series of books. Like, Well, that might, I had no idea about the books. I mean, I know about the books, but what I'm saying, I've never heard the story of the books at all. Yeah. I had no idea that. Like what her character motivation is, or anything like that, going into this, it was purely everything the movie showed me and told me is all I know. Yeah, but I mean, like having a good series of books as the foundation means they've got the story set that they can just build the visuals upon rather than having to necessarily set up an idea of an intro scene, which is where a lot of movies go wrong. They've yeah, got and that's a what cool I'm saying. idea and they just mess it up. That's what I'm saying. That's what I liked about it. Yeah. Is they, yeah, it, but the, 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 if I, I can't speak today, but that's all right. You'll put up with it, hopefully. Um, anyway, that, I liked the introduction of her not speaking yep. for what felt like the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. I'm not sure how long it was. I have no idea it was, how it was long it was. But, but yeah. And you had the full motivation, like, without 
even and well, then they telegraph it once her motivation for what she's doing happens. But before then, I kind of got the idea of what she wanted to do before that anyway. Yeah. Just purely from the way that they visualized what she was doing um, beforehand, which I quite liked. Yeah. And then, so as you get further into the movie, more and more scenes seem to be set up to have the dramatic moment that is just safe, which is a very movie thing to do. But it's also it, very annoying at times. It was. There was a lot of pay my numbers stuff. Um, <coughs> cough, cough. Um, that was a little bit annoying. Yeah. So there was so much that was going good for him <clears> that it just always just felt like, oh crap, we need to give a backstory. <gasps> Here it is. When it just it didn't feel like it was just felt like they were, they were like we need to hit these points because people need to know these things, but they couldn't come up with a real good creative way of actually making it work. Like she went from, <clears throat> you had like going from not wanting to talk to Tom, the other main character of the movie, or one of, probably say they're the main two. Yeah. Um, we're talking about, her name's Hera. No, that's that's, that's, that's the actress's name. Yes, it is. It's, <laughs> her last name's Shaw. Yeah, and Hester. Hester Shaw. Yeah. But it always sounded like Esther. Yeah, without the H, but it is a H on it. Anyway, and her mum's name is Pandora. So yeah. there's also oh, I swear there was a couple of characters that, names that were basically brand names from. I can't. There was someone whose name though. It was like, wait, that's a brand, current brand. Name. Okay, I missed that. Anyway, yeah, I totally but, forgot <clears throat> who was going to say. And then the minions that were like old American gods, which I thought was hilarious. That was a really funny that, scene. That was actually quite amusing. Originally, it's actually a Disney characters. Okay, in so the books, I just read a trivia thing before that. Um, in the, in the books, it's a Disney-related, like, it's Mickey Mouse or something like that. Which makes sense because the books were out and, like... Yeah, before but it's also the reason they switched that is because it's made by Universal and they own Minions, whereas they would have to get permission from Disney and that probably wouldn't happen now. So yeah, why not change it to your own... IP. Yeah, and it, it was a funny moment. And it's arguably Minions are currently a bit bigger than Mickey Mouse in movie culture. Right now you yeah. could say that. Yeah. But I think is overall in a th- in like 100 years, years' time. 10 years in either direction from now, it's not going to be true. But no. the movie came out now. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. In the context of – but it depends on what you found, as well, what they found as well, and that's what they found. So yeah. you could still argue that that could still be plausible. So, um, But, yeah, the main – uh, yeah, the main thing that just felt annoying was they would just drop into explanations that didn't either need to happen or just felt forced because they were, felt they needed to tell backstory. So when Tom and 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 Esther are, you know, trying to bond, well, he's trying to bond with her at least anyway because he doesn't know how to shut up, when they, in the middle of the movie, his him going into his backstory makes sense. Like it felt natural and then she just going, yeah, we're not doing this. I'm not telling you about mine. And then literally the next scene, she tells him her sob story. Yep, which is. In two different parts though because she does it again later. Yes. <clears throat> that one didn't feel as forced but it still felt forced and it kind of frustrated me because I was like a lot of this movie does quite a bit of things right. Like I found myself quite, you know, quite enjoying Tom and Esther as characters. Um, Tom was a little bit annoying to start with, 
and Esther was like, okay, there's intrigue here. I want to know. And I liked the slow burn of her character that, but it wasn't the, you know, the back background stuff that made me like her character more. It actually made me like her less just because of the way it came out. Yeah. Um, and I felt like her character almost would have been better without that, but then the story isn't fully there and full kind of falls apart. So it was one of those things where they had to put it in there because that's, where the basis of the whole story really comes from and a lot of the beats in the story and plot movement and stuff like that, particularly with her um, Shrike. Yeah. I really liked that character, but I thought there were parts of him that were implemented like badly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, again, like great characters with some very poorly, poorly implemented things, whether that's in the writing or just the execution of the direction um, because this is – his first movie, the director. Okay. He was uh, Peter Jackson's storyboard artist, I think, for pretty much all the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and stuff like that, I think. Either way, doesn't matter. But, um, yeah, I just felt whether or not, yeah, just and it felt like a guy, quite a lot of times it was written like, oh, this is going to be an awesome line. Let's put this cool line <clears> in. <throat> but the cool line didn't actually kind of make sense with what had gone on with this just then. Yeah. The main one for me was right at the end, like Esther asks Tom a question, he answers it, and then she says a line that kind of makes you go, that's just a cool line that doesn't actually make sense. Is it the one about joining him? Yeah, yeah. She goes, oh, what do we do now? And he goes, "Uh, I don't know, whatever the wind, wherever the wind blows us. Blows us. And then she goes, I'm coming with you. It was like, it kind of made a little bit of sense, but it made more. It would have made more sense if she'd asked, "What are you doing?" Now? Yeah, not "What are we doing?" Like it was. Yeah, that was What's, wrong. What do we do now? And yeah. and he's gone. Well, we go wherever the wind takes us. So like he just like, and then she. But if he was, yeah, did, if she go, "No, what are you going to do?" Or something like that. It just. It was a cool line, and the more we're talking about it now, it's not as stupid as I thought it was. But at the same time, it was a bit clunky. It felt really clunky at the time, not because of. The delivery either. Like I felt like she delivered it. Like they acted that well, but it just edited. Like it almost like feels like there was something cut there. Yeah. Which there might have been and which explains why it's done that. But yeah. And when Shrike releases her from her promise, I th- it feels like there's something missing there because obviously he's releasing her because she's no longer, I guess, broken the way that he was trying to heal her from. Yeah. But he doesn't explicitly... St- like obviously you can infer that but the idea behind it is he wanted to make her machine so that she doesn't feel sadness all the time and now that she's found love which apparently she didn't realize but he did um that can happen i didn't mind that yeah but like that's fine but then he was like well i'm releasing you but like i kind of think it would have been like if it would be worded a bit differently like you've fixed your heart or you've got a heart or whatever like yeah, but I feel like that could have made it even clunkier. And well, yeah, I, I, but I'm not sure they needed to change it something because that did, also did he just died too. instantly after he decides to re- like release her. Like it was a little bit weird. I get that if he'd, he'd already been, been dying. Well, I think that's all they were trying to like. It wasn't shown all that well. Was he did get taken pretty hardcore by her, the friends? <clears> yeah, like and he had lost his foot and they just shot him in the chest and blown him up a little bit, and then. Yeah, it was just one of those, 
I get where they wanted to go, but they didn't quite get there because they'd kind of shown Shrike more as just a one man wanting to kill a machine. Even though they gave the backstory to it, it still was, well, his whole motivation is he wants to kill her so that he can reborn born her because, yeah. Well, we're assuming he's, he's from the Lazarus. Too. He's from the Lazarus, the Lazarus squad that come back to life and yeah. basically, yeah. So We're assuming you've seen this. Yeah, we always assume that you've seen what we're talking about because yeah. otherwise, well, it's everything spoiled. And you probably didn't make, most of it doesn't make any sense if you can. <laughs> uh, yeah, true. But that's where I, 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 I agree with you. But I don't, like, not in the sense that the wording of it is just they didn't convey things. And that was one of the things that did annoy me. He direct, The director, he like, he, awesome direction in <clears throat> most of the movie. Yeah. Like, I loved the way he shot the, the you know, the massive, you know, cities are rolling. Like, there was the, even the flight scenes had all these really, like, you know, soaring, moving cameras that looked really, really cool. As soon as it came to hand-in-hand fight combat, couldn't tell a single thing that was going on. It was it was quick cuts and really close up. Yeah. Where and then showing throwing in lots of inserts of like them grabbing things and stuff like that. Where it was like I was able to figure out what was going on, but it felt really messy. Like they were trying to hide the crappy um, choreography and and acting of it. Yeah. Like it's almost like they got really shitty stunt people, which they obviously wouldn't have. Like those guys would probably know what they're doing. I have no idea. I couldn't tell. Yeah. It's just, I guess it's like the evolution of obviously the Bourne series was one of the first ones to do the short close-up fights. Yeah. But obviously Bourne did it really well, but then it changed the genre of fighting so that everyone's gone into that style and now people don't know how to shoot fight scenes. Because if you don't do it. John Wick. Look, okay. Most people don't know how to sh- shoot fight scenes, and if you don't do the, if you don't execute yes. the way Bourne does it, like properly, yeah. it because Bourne actually makes sure that you see the very important things, and it doesn't show other stuff. Whereas a lot of things they've got, oh, it's short, choppy. It's how you shoot fight yeah. scenes, and they don't show the important things, and they don't linger on the things that matter or show entire. Like, totally agree with that, which, and that's what that's what happened in this movie, yeah. and that's what annoyed me about it, like. It, it just was like I wanted to like it so much more than I did in the end because there's some amazing CGI as well and then there's like every other blockbuster movie these days there's some obviously bad CGI as well, for me anyway. Every single yeah. movie that comes out these days does it. I mean Avengers Infinity War had it, so did Justice League, so did all of the ones like that come out. There's always amazing CGI that makes you just go, Wow. We live in an awesome age where they can pull that off on screen and then you look at some of the others and you're like, how did you just pull off something like that and then now we go to this scene and it's like, looks like a floating head. Yeah. Like there's just obviously some things that CGI doesn't do great and other things that it does and they're still trying to get those things that aren't great to be great but they're still relying on it too much, I think. Well, so it seemed to me that London was changing size a bit. I'm not certain, but it, it's perspective. But it did like there were scenes where it looked massive, and then there were scenes from a different angle where it didn't look like it matched quite right. That could just be perspective. From, it, it could be. It's but, just they shot it from here against something that's small, and then they've got it in like a massive open canyon that makes it look a lot smaller than it actually is. I mean, I would hazard a guess that they probably made you know. A proper 3D model. Yeah, 3D it's models. Possible, yeah. But sometimes they do, 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 do. They scale them for the shot. 
that does happen sometimes. I don't know whether that was the case. I did feel a little bit of that. It was a bit unclear on how big it actually was. It was massive, but I was there was a couple of times where I was like, it feels like ridiculously huge, and then other times I was like, how big is it? Yeah, so I'm not sure if that was just changing things or just obviously because it's really hard to get a grasp on the idea of them because the idea that it's a moving city kind of shrinks it in your mind just because that happens. But then some of the scenes when you see it's like, oh, that's actually a lot bigger than I was imagining. So it could be an internal thing where they just didn't manage to hardwire the size that they're inserting into your head quite right. Yeah, that I I get this. That as well. I had the similar sort of feeling, but I just kind of dismissed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had something to say, but now it's gone. I hate that. The other thing I thought was cool was with the um, the kill drive, how it had the USA on it, and then when it plugs in, it goes and says the whole Medusa yes. weapon thing. So obviously it's suggesting that it was originally an American style like you, like a US weapon, but when it plugs in and just becomes part of Medusa, it suggests, well, is it really an American? Like it yeah. kind of brings a bit of doubt into it, even though I'm still pretty sure it's actually a US weapon and they've just done that as a kind of like an in-joke thing. I did like that as well. I mean, it was pretty obvious that um, she had the kill kill thing from the very start. but If you were paying attention. I mean, well, yeah, which if you're going to see the movie, I hope you are paying attention. <clears throat> yeah, but there's always things in movies th- that are sometimes throwaway stuff, which... Yeah, I don't know. To me it was pretty obvious, but that's not. But at the same time it wasn't necessarily a negative. No. It was just one of those things where I was like, and there it is. Like it, yeah. it, it finally came. But it also made sense that she didn't know she had it because Shrike had it. Yeah, for most of the Yeah, so she had just timeline. assumed, I'm assuming because it's not explicitly stated, that she had lost it. Yeah. Because when Strike, you know, saves her as a little girl, she almost drops that and he saves it, but then you don't see her with it again in any of those scenes and then he gives it to her when, she, when he dies, which... And then she finally figures out that it opens, but it opened really easily, so I didn't know how she didn't figure that out quickly. But anyway, so it did make a bit of sense that she didn't know she had it, but I was just waiting for it to rock back up because it was a pretty specific thing in one of the flashbacks that her mother gave her. Yes. And then also specifically told her to make sure it stayed safe and make sure... Exactly. So... <clears throat> yeah, like a lot of there was a lot of things in the movie that were very heavily foreshadowed. Like even the play by the other guy from the museum to try and get more more power by oh, yeah. selling out Tom. That one made a lot of sense. Like a lot of those like things are small things that you need to put in there because otherwise, if when they happen later, you're just like, oh, where did that come from? Yeah. So I didn't mind those ones because otherwise they don't make sense. But the, the, my favorite part of that scene is obviously he's trying to suck up to Valentine, and he's like. I'm so-and-so, and he's like, I don't know who you are. Like, who the hell are you? <laughs> I'm good friends with your daughter. Like, no, you're not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he knows straight up. He's just like, you're, you're just one of those people who's trying to climb the ladder by sucking up. Yeah. But, yes, your information. I always got the feeling that, like, yes, your information's like, valuable to me, but no, you're not getting rewarded. Yeah. Like, it's like, you, you can suck up all you like, but you are just a bottom feeder and you're going to stay a bottom feeder. Yeah. I, yeah, there was a lot to like about this movie, but there was just things that just 
just made it more <clears throat> on the meh side for me. Yeah. Like as in it wrapped up well enough as well that I wouldn't care if they didn't make another one. Like I'm not going, yeah, let's make another one. But if it can, like if they do, I probably will go see it just purely from the perspective of I did really like Esther as a character. Yep. I would like to see more of her. But it wasn't a movie that wowed me as much as it should have. Yeah, I get that. Um, I I personally think it's going to go pretty well. So I think they will make more of the series. And I think having a bit more experience and obviously getting some critical feedback from this one, they may be able to fix some of the things that they've done poorly, although yeah. they may have written themselves into corners because I think some of the cities and stuff that they killed off and blew up in this one aren't meant to be blown up yet. <laughs> That's funny. So I'm not because I'm not sure where they could go. Like you know how when you some movie you finish, you go, oh yeah, I can see all the possibilities of where they're going to go. This one kind of wrapped up nice enough that there's yes, they could easily come up with something, and there's enough threads that could be pulled open to pull open a story, but. There was no, like, and that's what I did like about it as well. There was no, hey, this is how it's going to continue. Yeah, so I think, yeah, it does feel like it's a closed story, but obviously knowing it's part of a book series, you know that there's a lot of more material that it could work with. So, yeah, yeah overall, I think I, I enjoyed it. It had a lot of... I definitely did as well. In, ...interesting scenes, and it's a new idea. I love the idea of it. It's really, yeah, it's really clever. So. Yeah, and we didn't even touch on Hugo weaving in the, the daughter. They were both... The daughter kind of disappeared and then came back, but Hugo Weaving was pretty good as well. He was a good character. He was a good villain. It's just Hugo Weaving was good. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's how our thoughts are. And uh, yeah, I've got nothing else. Well, I actually got a lot more to say, but I'm done now. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, you know how it works. Thanks for listening. See ya.